to This Grit and Grace Life, a podcast for strong women and those who want to be. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, real talk for women embracing this grit and grace life. Let's get into it. Hey friends, and welcome to another episode of This Grit and Grace Life podcast. I'm Julie Graham, and you know what? I do refer to myself as a social media influencer. I mean, among other roles in life. Uh, Yeah, you have many roles in life, and I do know that's one of them. I'm Darlene Brock, and you know, there was a time where social media influencer had to be explained to me. It's like, what in the world is that? I mean, it is kind of silly. I'll admit that as well. And some of us are silly. (laughs) Well, it can be silly. It can be kind of superfluous, but it can also be an important thing in some scenarios. I mean, you've probably heard that phrase or even used that phrase. If you happen to be on social media, you probably follow some people that would fall into the category of influencers, whether they're reviewing products and you decide to buy based on what they like or don't like, or there are those out there who are reviewing things just to get the free stuff. And apparently there are some people who like use it as extortion, where I want (laughs) to eat at that restaurant, and if you don't let me or give me my free stuff, I'm going to give you a bad review. Oh my goodness. I know. Isn't that bizarre? But I'm trying to think if there are any restaurants around town I could try to use this on. (laughs) Just kidding, everyone. Yeah, I know you better than that. You won't do that. It's definitely no secret that retailers are out there talking to women in all of their marketing because isn't it us who make most of the purchases anyways? Oh, sure. They have every reason to get our attention because we control $21 trillion worldwide in purchasing. $21 trillion is in our little hands. Wow. I know in your research, you found that 85% of consumer purchases are made by women, whether we need the thing we're buying or not, which I'm so guilty of. What about you? Oh, totally. I'm completely guilty of that. In fact, I was sitting in the living room the other day and you know, the flex steel commercial where the guy glues a glass boat together. I don't really watch commercials. I like well, DVR. <laughs> I, you know what? I do too. And I fast forward, but I stop on that one. And what is guy, it? Well, it's this glue, unbelievable glue. And he literally glues a glass boat together and puts it out on the water and he's in it. And there's probably a drone camera over him. And every time it comes out, I, I'm like, I want that glue. I need that glue. Don't I need that glue? What are you going to use it on? I have no idea. I have nothing to glue. But it's one of those where I'm like, I, I surely need that glue. You better not get that glue in this house until your grandson is gone. Because that true. could be dangerous. <laughs> or we glue him to the wall. I'm not sure which. <laughs> well, I have been buying a lot of high protein snacks from Instagram. Which then just wants me to buy more because the ways that the powers that be are, I buy one high protein cereal. Okay, I buy one. Now I'm seeing ads everywhere I go for all kinds of other related high protein cereal snacks that I'm like, wait, maybe I want to try that one. I mean, I've bought weird peanut butters from the internet. (laughs) I recently decided that I wanted to try a meal prep kit or maybe even prepared foods. So I think I've signed up for about four of them to get their promotions. I'm just buying all of the things on the interwebs. Yeah. Well, at least you're doing the healthy version of it. I I guess. I have lots of protein in my diet right now. (laughs) But yeah, we spend a lot of money based on other people's opinions. But Julie, it's not just flex steel glue or protein snacks. According to research, the homes that are purchased, 90% of them are purchased by women. We decide that. 
We decide, of course, the pillows that are in the home too. <laughs> but you're saying the actual home. The actual home. We controlled that purchase as well. So the reality is our influence over what product is being made, um, what they put in the marketplace, we have enormous impact in what they sell us. Okay, so we can agree that women have a lot of purchasing power. We get to make a lot of decisions there, and we influence a lot of decisions. But have we ever stopped to think about how we, as women of grit and grace, in every single area of our lives, we already are an influencer? Whether we've ever thought about it, whether we acknowledge it, or whether we're trying to run from it, we have great influence, and we should be thinking about how we're using that. Well, and I think the most important place that we find that to be true is in our everyday life, whether it's with our friends, our roommates, our spouses, our boyfriends, our children, we influence them in what we do every day. You know, when you sit down and you try to take an inventory of what's most important to you, I, I think we would agree that whether it plays itself out practically or not, our biggest influence and our most important influence is in our home. And for all of us, that might be different who we live with and who we're influencing in our home. That might be, maybe you are a roommate. Maybe you're still living in your parents' home. Maybe you are the parent in the home and you've got, you know, your man and your kids, or you've got, you know, your neighbors that are living around your home. This is such an important place where we have everyday influence by the things we say and do and don't say and do. It's true. And I think one thing you don't realize as a mother, I'm just going to start with motherhood, is that what you do speaks so loudly to your children, so much more than what you say. So you influence them by your actions. Do you, are, do you treat people with kindness and respect? They will. If you don't, they probably won't. Do you, are you honest in your dealings? When you walk out of a store, which I have a time or two with something in my hand I forgot to pay for, mm -hmm. do I turn around and go back and go, oh, I didn't pay for this. I need mm -hmm. to pay for it mm -hmm. because I want to show them integrity in every part of their life and finances is part of it. Absolutely. If I've learned anything in my short you know, tenure as a mom that my son literally watches and listens and repeats everything <laughs> I say and do for good and for bad. For sure. The other day I saw him, he, I had just put a mohawk in his hair and he was making all kinds of crazy faces and poses in the mirror. And I was like, ah, he got that from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen you walk beside or by mirrors before. And okay, I can Strike see a that. Strike a pose. Yep, yep, yep. More importantly than, you know, how we look, but you're right. It's it's the little things, the way we treat people, the way we, you know, the way we talk about the scenarios we're experiencing, whether we have figured out how to have a healthy connection with our feelings and our emotions. All of those are things we're passing on to the people that we're living with. True. If you have a man in your life, how you treat them will show other people how a man should be treated or how you allow them to treat you. Mm -hmm is what you accept or don't accept will show other women the same thing. You know, as I'm raising a boy, I think about how important it is that he be influenced by a kind of man that I would hope he would grow up to be like one day. And so that's certainly um, really been impactful in my choice of who I would date. And if I continued to date someone, you know, would I want my son to grow up and potentially be like this person? 
Um, and for myself, you know, is this the kind of, is this person treating me the way I deserve to be treated? And am I treating him the way he deserves to be treated? Because again, there's little eyes watching and, and not just little eyes watching, but people watch the way I conduct myself in my mothering, in my dating. Um, you know, previously when I was married, we're watching each other. Yeah. It's kind of terrifying sometimes (laughs) when you realize what you do, but I think not just if you have a man in your life, if you don't, we often ignore that part because a lot of women are single, Mm. but how they live out being single Mm. shows other women how you can do it well or how you cannot. So in that, I would say as a single woman, show how you want to find the right kind of man. But if you don't, if you don't find that man or don't even want one, Mm -hmm. which is completely acceptable too, then show how to live a very full life. Make sure that you have um, portrayed to other women, I can travel, I can buy a house, I can live an extremely full life Mm -hmm. without this other person. And that's a great influence on other women who are finding their way alone. You can buy as much Instagram peanut butter as you want. <laughs> Nobody There'll be no cares. opinion. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and maybe you could glue a boat together in your garage. What do you think? I think another relationship that we want to think about, you know, when we're kind of thinking of the home front, you know, the central part of our lives is the way we interact with and influence our friends. I think the biggest thing in friendship, Julie, is encouragement mm-hmm. and support. Because, you know, you'll, you'll go through life, you'll have dinner together, coffee together, movies together, hang out, whatever. But what we need from one another is to be encouraged. So if you are an encourager, it's amazing how contagious it is, how the people around you will encourage others at all, as well, how they will support what they do, they will celebrate with them, they will encourage them toward achievement and things they never thought they could do. So in our friendship, I think we just need to to really be someone else's cheerleader. Well, because the opposite is true. If you're the negative Nancy... <laughs> Nobody wants to be around you. No one wants to be around you. And or say your friend maybe isn't strong enough to recognize that you're pulling her down and she just is letting you pull her down with you. Then you're both just getting less and less you know, encouraged, empowered. Ooh, your favorite. Um, You're both just turning into this kind of sad, overwhelmed, distraught, distressed person because you're not looking for the positivity and you're not passing it on to each other. I mean, there are people that live every single day as though it's the worst possible day and that wears on the people around you. Well, and I think every one of us is capable of that. For sure. That's what we need to remember is that It's within all of us to be either positive or negative. Take your choice, which day. And part of us, Julie, you and I wanting to encourage other women to recognize that they do influence the world around them is when faced with what choice am I going to make? How am I going to act? Recognize that you are going to influence that person around you. So you want to take the high road. You want to do the best thing. Yeah, we're not saying you're always going to do it right. And we're also not saying you never get to have a bad day or a bad moment. That's where you need those important friendships in your life to kind of help you to figure out, has there been enough grieving here? Has there been enough processing time? Is it time to kind of pick yourself back up and get going? Or are you just focusing on the negative here? And it's time to, you know, really look for the optimistic side of things. So it doesn't matter what relationship we find ourselves in, Julie. Um, Let's all choose 
to influence those around us positively. But you know what? There's another front that most women find themselves in now, and that's the workplace. We have a lot of impact in that arena too. I know that's something you definitely over the years have always had a really strong influence on people in your workplace and that you've, you know, kind of been a pioneer in all of the things that you've done. And I think some of us who maybe um, haven't experienced those types of careers or, you know, worked at that level might discount our individual influence in our workplace. But the truth is, is we do have impact. Well, you have impact in whatever position you're in. Because you have peers you work with, you're going to influence them on how you conduct your work. You have bosses that review you that you say, I, I want a raise or I want a promotion. Well, how you do your work and influence the situation around you will put you in a position for that. If not, then you go ask for it. And by being proactive, you're influencing others around you to do the same. I mean, we're definitely living in the age of the rise of womanhood and, you know, women matter so much more than we ever used to. Insert slight eye roll. <laughs> we have always meant a lot, but, you know, culturally it's the conversation of, you know, the rise of feminine power. But, you know, I, I, something I've been thinking about is, well, is it okay for a woman to be, you know, um, concerned about her work in such a way that she does want to succeed and she does want to progress? And is she seen when she does those things? Is she prideful? Is she cocky? Or are we now at least some of the good part of this cultural shift is if women are, you know, concerned about their career, that doesn't make them cocky or prideful. Okay, I'm going to deviate from the whole influencer thing here a minute and just address that issue, Julie, because I think it all boils down to purpose. Do you want that position because you need to be important? Or do you want that position because it fulfills the purpose in your life? And you approach those differently. If you want to feel important, you usually don't conduct yourself very well getting to where you want to go. You're willing to do things that you probably shouldn't do. But if you're trying to achieve a purpose in your life, then you do it with integrity. You do it with intent. You do it with the kind of conduct that you can be proud of and others around you really can see it as well. So it's not the position or the goal or the objective that is the problem. It's how you go after it. Sounds like it's your motive or your means to get there. And hey, by the way, this is important for both the men and the women listening to this show. Very we true. all have influence regardless of whether we're a man or a woman, which is basically the flag we are always waving here at This Grit and Grace Life. Um, but yeah, I think it's really important as we are part of this culture that women are getting more advancement at work. Let's be the kind of women who earn it with our integrity and our actions. And we're not just riding the coattails of this cultural trend that we're seeing. I know there are still some battles in the marketplace to get to the position you want as a woman. I know there still are some hurdles to be um, overcome. Is that right? Hopped. You're Hopped. not. You're, you're, no, yeah. don't say that. No. But <laughs> as you were talking about hurdles, I was imagining myself jumping over hurdles. I'm sitting here going, do you overcome a hurdle? Do you jump over a hurdle? <laughs> Is there another way to say this? All of the above. Anyway, we need to advance ourselves. Okay. Um, but I know there are things that we still have to face, but the truth is a whole lot of the battle was already fought. Mm. 
And I think now it has more to do with how you conduct yourself in the marketplace. We talk a lot about sexual harassment. We talk a lot about striving for your position. Again, I think the way you influence your workplace is handle every single thing with integrity and strength. As you're hearing that, if you have questions about some of those things or you're facing some of those struggles, I'll be sure to put in the show notes links to several articles about advancing in the workplace and even on handling sexual harassment. In fact, we did a full episode about sexual harassment. I'll be sure to link to that in the show notes as well. Julie, one area that I know is important to you and I that there's so many discussions that go on in our world about influencing within our faith how we conduct ourselves as Christians, what is acceptable behavior, what is unacceptable behavior, how should we act as women who follow Christ? Yeah, this is definitely a huge topic for us. And ultimately, one of the reasons I think we even started this show is we wanted to be women who could show that living a life for the God that we serve looks an awful lot like living a life of integrity in every area that we walk without excluding parts of our lives that aren't necessarily faith-centered, if that makes sense. It, it kind of is hard to explain, but part of the reason we started this Grit and Grace Life is we wanted to be women who are sharing all of our life, recognizing that our faith is central in our life, and it's the thing that colors our priorities and our perspectives and the way we think and the way we act. But that doesn't mean that every single thing we do in our life comes down to a faith conversation. No, and it doesn't mean that we all look alike or act alike or think alike mm -hmm. because we don't. Um, we have a lot of variations within us. I think what draws us all together are the two basic tenets. We love God and we love others. That's, that's the big picture. That's where our starting point is. But then we find ourselves in conversations about things as, as simple as, do you drink wine? Do you not drink wine? Uh, do you partake in, you know, a drink at dinner? Oh, no, you do. Are you okay? Is that okay with God? We have conversations like this all the time, and we get ourselves caught up in some silly side issues somebody's listening now and wondering if we're going to tell them whether or not they should have a drink at dinner. Here's the answer. <laughs> yes and no. There, there, yeah, the Bible true. doesn't say is the real answer. The Bible doesn't clearly say whether or not, actually, that's not true. The Bible says not to drink to excess. Yeah, that's exactly what it says. And it also says that Timothy drink wine for your stomach. So that wasn't grape juice, folks. I'm sorry. That was not the era of grape juice in the little glasses. Jesus drank wine morning. with his followers. He did. And, and I don't believe there's anything wrong with that in itself. But again, they address, the Bible addresses taking it too far, mm -hmm. that you should not drink in excess. It should not rule your life. And I know for me, I don't drink at all. For multiple reasons, I don't drink at all, but one of which is it matters to me for the people who may not be comfortable with it. But that doesn't mean that's right for somebody else. Now, Julie, as I've said before, and as you know, when I did drink, I did it grandly. I did it full on. <laughs> you, all, you went all out. Yeah, I went all out. I went the biblical version of what you're not supposed to do, where <laughs> I drank Southern Comfort and Coke for breakfast. Now, I can tell you hands down, 
God says, not good, not mm-hmm. good idea. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's one of the reasons why I no longer drink anything. I know for me personally, I will enjoy a drink now and then. Uh, I didn't used to, though. Um, there was a long season while I was married that I felt uncomfortable ever having a drink, especially with my husband, because he tended to drink too much. And so I thought, well, if I drink with him, then he'll just drink more. Um, and so, you know, him now being gone, I can enjoy a glass of wine or a drink here or there, but it's pretty rare and uncommon. I, to be honest, for me, I'd much rather have ice cream than alcohol. <laughs> um, so it's a it's a matter of personal choice. And for me, I think it comes down to your personal conviction. And then we got to be careful not to be judging others who have come to a different decision about where they land on this or any other issue we might want to talk about. And I think if we're talking about in being an influencer to the people around you, you have to be sensitive to who you're with, to how they view you, to how it affects their life. I think that's an important part of any of these decisions. I mean, we've kind of hinted at what the Bible says, but let's go ahead and bring it in here because if there's anything we want people to take away from this idea, especially talking about how we influence people in our faith, I don't want people looking to me and saying, well, Julie does this or Julie doesn't do that. Now, I hope that as you look to me, you see that I try to live my life based on what the Word of God says, imperfectly as I may be. (laughs) So Romans 14 actually has several verses that I think speak to this. Do you want to pick it up with Romans 14 verse 12, Dar? Sure do. Yes, each of us will give a personal account to God. So let's stop condemning each other. Decide instead to live in such a way that you will not cause another believer to stumble and fall. I like to skip down to verse 17, and he goes on to say, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. If you serve Christ with this attitude, you will please God, and others will approve of you too. So then, let us aim for harmony in the church and try to build each other up. Julie, I want to bring this to a little bit of real life because, you know, that's where we deal with this stuff is in the real world. Um, one of the bands I worked for, one of the lead guys in the band, loved ending his night after a long day and a show and all of the expended energy that he put out. He liked driving the tour bus, smoking a cigar. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um That was his relaxation after all of that. Well, there was one night where he was at a truck stop. They stopped at a truck stop, and he picked up a package of cigars and was walking out to the tour bus when a bus of kids who had just gone to the show pulled into the same truck stop and saw him with this package of cigars. Uh Uh-oh. Exactly. (laughs) And I get a message the next day from, you know, the youth pastor that brought these kids and said, you know, they all they could talk about then was that he was smoking a cigar. That's all they could talk about. And there was really nothing wrong with him smoking that cigar in his form of relaxation, unless you want to argue the lung thing, but I'm not going there. <laughs> um, but there really wasn't. That was his way of unwinding. So, you know, the solution for this particular guy was, hey, Dar, you go get the cigars and bring them out to the bus because nobody's going to believe that you're smoking them. Um, but, you know, that that showed me in real life that even the little things we do can have an impact on someone else that you don't want to hurt, that you don't want those kids in that scenario to walk away thinking differently about you than they had a, a mere hour before. Mm. 
Well, and it's not just, you know, drinking or smoking. I mean, there are so many little questions among Christian circles of, you know, is it okay to wear a dress out to dinner with your man that maybe you wouldn't wear to church or, you know, how do you spend your time and your hobbies? And is it okay to like to work out or to eat healthy or to not like those things? And how do we spend our entertainment dollars, the movies we watch and the shows we like to enjoy? Um, you know, it, it ultimately comes down to so many of these things being different choices that we make, but we do need to consider the influence that our choices make on other people. And it can be exhausting. I just listened oh, to that list, Julie, yes. and thought, oh my word, I am, I am thoroughly tired with trying to do everything right. I mean, let's just keep this 100 as a social media influencer. How many questions have you and I had over what I do and don't do and post and don't post knowing that people are watching my life? At least 12. (laughs) You're very, very conservative. I'm very conservative. Yes. Um, And you know what? I've also recognized that that's just part of my life. It is part of it. And you and I have talked about that, that I do want to live my life in such a way that people can see you know, what I do and what I say, and they can get exposed to all of it. They're good, the bad, the ugly, the weird, but hopefully that the message of my life still points them to our good God. And it it comes with having an understanding of my relationship with God and knowing what he's saying to me and wanting to honor him, loving God and loving people at the same time. Well, and I think that drills back to how we want to influence others. We're not going to do it perfectly, Julie, but our goal is to try to choose well, Mm -hmm. to try to make decisions that we feel right about Mm -hmm. and good about. And, you know, again, going back to scripture on what it tells us and how the Bible literally tells us to think and live. I read this verse recently and it really helped me when I was in one of these moments of like, oh, what to do, what to say, how to, you know, how to show my life. And this really brought me some some peace and some confirmation on how I was to handle those things today and every day. This is 1 Corinthians 10 verses 29 to 33. But except for these special cases, this is Paul talking. He says, I'm not going to walk around on eggshells worrying about what small minded people might say. I'm going to stride free and easy, knowing what our large-minded master has already said. If I eat what is served to me, grateful to God for what is on the table, how can I worry about what someone will say? I thanked God for it, and he blessed it. 31 says, so eat your meals heartily, not worrying about what others might say about you. You're eating to God's glory, after all, not to please them. As a matter of fact, do everything that way, heartily and freely to God's glory. But at the same time, don't be callous in your exercise of freedom thoughtlessly, stepping on the toes of those who aren't as free as you are. I try my best to be considerate of everyone's feelings in all of these matters. I hope you will be too. That's from the message, by the way. (laughs) Well, and I think that's a perfect statement that we don't need to be fearful of everything we do and every single thing that somebody else will have an opinion about. But we do need to be sensitive. We do need to say, I care more about them and other than the small-minded people. (laughs) uh, I care more about those that I really do have an influence on than I do about my liberty, about my ability to do certain things that I may be comfortable with, but they're not. Yeah, and I think ultimately this all comes down to a balance. And I, I'll i go ahead and just repeat it again. It comes down to your personal relationship with God and really knowing 
him and, and him knowing you and you having that regular connection and communication with him through prayer, through reading of the scriptures on your own. I know for me, there have been countless times where I've had to go to the word and, you know, okay, God, what are you saying to me? And that still small voice will give me a confirmation that I know this is the way to go. Walk ye in it, as the Bible says. Um, so we just can't discount that. But we've got to remember that as we live as women in every circle of our life, in our homes, in our workplace, in our community circles, wherever we're doing hobbies, wherever we're buying and wearing our clothes, people are watching. And that's a good thing. It can be a good thing. And we have opportunities to influence in such powerful ways. But we want to keep these things concepts in mind so that the influence that we're making is a good one. And Julie, the other thing I want to make sure that all of us influence one another to do is not judge. Mm. Let's not judge each other when we look at them doing something that we go, should they or shouldn't they? Mm -hmm. Now, unless it is, you know, some guy having an affair, I might influence them pretty ferociously. Um, but what I'm saying is in the simple things, let's just love each other. Let's not make quick judgments or quick opinions that actually do damage to our relationships. The one that, ones that we want to build and make healthy. Instead, let's love them. Let's love them like we're commanded to, to love God first, and then to love each other every single day. And you know what that will do? that will have a huge influence on that person. You may kind of on the inside a little bit want to judge and we'll all be better for it. All right, I have found a great quote on influence that I think wraps this up pretty well. Become an inspiration to others so that they may try to do more and to become more than they are today. Yes. Be sure to join us next Tuesday. We're bringing in a new fun and funny friend, Molly Stillman of Still Being Molly blog. You'll be inspired by the way she has continued to live her grit and grace life, even through hard challenges. Thanks for listening to another episode of this Grit and Grace Life podcast brought to you by the Grit and Grace Project. Whether you're listening in Apple, Spotify, or streaming somewhere else, be sure to subscribe and review so you never miss an upcoming episode. You can also share this episode with a friend you think might enjoy living a grit and grace life with us, or share us in your social media and tag us. Every week, we share all the details of what we discussed at our website, gritandgracelife.com. We'll catch you on the next one.